Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Well, after a slow start at the World Hockey Championship, the undermanned Team Canada has pulled off a mammoth upset today. I'm not going to do a spoiler alert because my guess most of you listening to Oilers now at 134 in Edmonton probably uh, had only passing interest in the World Hockey Championships. But Canada has just defeated the Russians 2-1 in overtime. Russia's captain, Anton Slepeshev, the former winner. Uh, Russia came in first in their division. Canada, or their, I guess, pool. And Canada came in fourth, almost didn't make it. And Canada is now into the semifinals. So congratulations to uh, Team Canada. Owen Power, by the way, was out there in overtime. The guy who could be the number one pick going to uh, potentially the Buffalo Sabres uh, shortly. All right, lots to talk about. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens getting past the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um there were some non-believers out there. I'll be honest, I picked uh, the Leafs in six. I picked the Oilers in six. A lot of people thought it was going to be uh, Edmonton and Toronto. Did not come to fruition. Montreal-based media personality, former Edmonton Oiler George LaRock joins us right now on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Hello, George. How you doing? Awesome, Bob. How's everything? Good. Now, a week ago at this time, did you think that the Canadians could come back and win the series against the Leafs? Do you recall? Man, nope. Listen, after Game 4, everybody in Montreal were talking about the deception. It, it was already done. Nobody thought it was going to come back. It's one of the greatest upsets in Canadian history. It's unreal like, 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 what's been happening uh, because, you know, people thought the team was done when they were down 3-1. And to come back like this, having three perfect games in a row to beat the Leafs, it was surreal. And obviously, Price had his... Uh, you know, yeah. I, I had to say the way that he's been playing. George, Carey Price had a 944 save percentage in the three games against the Leafs. Connor Hellebuck had a 950 against Edmonton. Shows you, right? Like, if, if Connor Hellebuck had a 920, the Oilers at least get a couple more games in that series. And instead, he had a 950, and he stopped everything the Oilers threw at him. And conversely, come crunch time. Now, you know most of Canada was cheering for Montreal to beat the Leafs, right? You know that, don't what? you? Well, I know that, uh, you know, Canada with the Leafs, there's, a, you know, the history that is kind of particular because people like with the Leafs and stuff, there's a love and hate relationship. Unless you're a Leaf fan, uh, you know, you, you, often people don't like the Leafs. They like to cheer for Montreal, for Edmonton more, and the Leafs. Uh, I don't know why. It's always been like this. Uh, but for Game 7, I'm, I'm telling you, a lot of people, they talk about the history of the Leafs that cannot pass a first round. And it doesn't make sense. Look at this team on paper. Yes. They had no business. Like, Montreal had no business beating that team. There's no way. It doesn't make sense when you look at all that. Even without Tavares, 
what's up front there, it's unbelievable. But the reason why Montreal won, Marner and and uh, Matthews were invincible. They didn't do anything. And because of that, you know, it, it, there was no scoring game advantage to Montreal because Montreal weren't scoring goals either. They took full advantage of it. Yeah. The thing that stunned me is is Montreal got the jump in game five, they got the jump in game six, and then in game seven, like Toronto's big boys had no juice early in the game. And it was, that was that was the worst game Toronto played. Like like there was neither team Montreal just sat the, the, the Leafs played right into the uh, Canadian San George for me I thought Matthews wasn't bad but Marner did not achieve much and I I, I also I gotta tell you at times um, I didn't like and I hate being the guy commenting on body language but like Marner kind of looked like he was pouting on the ice a couple times I did not like that George the Toronto media all the time talks about McDavid and, you know, you know, McDavid's going to leave. I mean, the other uh, last after Edmonton got eliminated by Winnipeg, another one of the, a former player in Toronto that's on the radio there. Oh, Dreisaitl's got asked to leave, too. Like, you know, Edmonton's got a ton of cap spaces. And I think that's where some of the frustration comes from Oilers fans and why they're cheering for Montreal to beat Toronto in that series is, you know, these guys in Toronto all talk like, you know, they know what's best for everybody. And, their own team, George. Their team hasn't won a playoff series since since you were 25. Were you 25 in 2004? Yeah, 25, exactly. Yeah, I was. I was trying to figure your draft year out. So you know, like it's they haven't won a playoff series since Austin Matthews was six. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense when you look at that team. And, and you know, I know they have to do a lot of jets to dismantle this, but because they have to get rid of some guys to respect the cap base because they have to resign Zach Hyman. And a lot of people talking about Marner, but you got to keep Marner. The guy to me that you have to trade is Tavares. That's the guy that they should have never got and go and get. Tavares, you know, is too much money. Uh, the team is like NHL nowadays is too fast. He's not fast enough. I, might, I like Nylander more than Tavares. So that's the guy that I would trade. But again, what are they going to do? I have no idea because, you know, Tavares has a no-move no clause, right? So you would have to agree. And he accepted to play for his hometown team. So that's why I can't wait to see what's going to happen. But, man, they're in a tough position because they have to improve. They, they have to make some hard decisions. And, man, like when I look at all that, it's going to be very difficult because I see them being – they're not going to – I don't think next year they're going to be better than they, they were this year. I agree. I think they're going to be hard-pressed to be as good as they were this season. We're joined by George LaRock, Bob Stauffer with you. George now based in Montreal, longtime Edmonton Oilers, former heavyweight champ of the Edmonton uh, of the National Hockey League. All right, George, uh, the Canadians go in. They played pretty well. They had a lot of energy. Winnipeg looked like they hadn't played for about a week, but the whole thing got overshadowed by Mark Scheifele, the hit on Jake Evans. Uh, what did you think of that play? Okay, well, to start, I can't believe how – Montreal came up way stronger up the gate than the Jets. The Jet that was rested, and you look at that, you're like, my God, what happened there? Because Montreal was all over them. They scored three goals in the first period. It, it hasn't happened for Montreal since 2006 to score three goals in the first period. And Hollibot, I know you talked about how good he was against the others. I look at him, Bob. He's not a, like that guy is beatable. He's not that good. I look at him and stuff, and I was very, very surprised because people were talking about two Vezina goalies playing against one another. Yeah. Man, like Montreal has no worries scoring against them because, you know, like I'm looking at that and stuff with Price and Matt. Montreal, like, 
way confident now to play against them. Not even they don't even have to have bodies in front of the net to beat them. But the big thing, though, Bob, what happened is that before the game, Montreal finds out Sasha can't play. He's hurt. So you got some guy that you don't know who he is. The, 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 the guy that took the spot. That I don't even know who this guy is. That right away from Montreal is great news. Sasha is not there. And the first shift of the game, the mellow, their second defenseman, is hurt. So right away, they're 5B, and they, they don't have left to death in their D. So Montreal is blessed again because yeah. they lose one of their best D-men, and they don't have much death in D. So you look at the whole game, Montreal took advantage of that, and then they beat them, and then we saw the hit from, from Shifley. I can't believe that. Like, back, it's, it's crazy because back in the time when I played, you were allowed to do this. We were yes. hitting guys like this all the time. Like, it was allowed. But now the NHL wants to protect head hits and they want to protect guys. You can't do that anymore. And Shifley skated 12 full strides without stopping and assault with the initial point of contact being the head. So when I look at that, I was like, my God, like this is, he could have killed them. Like, at least paralyzed them. When Evans was down and didn't move, We were like, everybody was sickening. It was yep. awesome to see healers because one guy went after Shifley. It was yep. so close to where, 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 um, where Evans was laying on the ice that it was awesome to see healers protecting him. And healers knows Deshaun pretty good because he was his coach in junior hockey. So he, he, he was having his hand open to stop the melee to come on top of Evans so people don't fall on a guy that is already on the ice. And the four guys from the Jets in a press conference, when they talked to the media, None of them defended Shifley. They didn't say anything because obviously they knew it was wrong. The coach had to defend it, but he had no choice. But in terms of the league, I was not surprised that it was a phone hearing, not an in-person hearing, because I knew the way the league is, you know, if it's first offense, you know, you give a break to the guy because to me, he should have been suspended for the rest of this series against Montreal at least. Shifley, Now, we, you, you, what, think Shif you think Shifley should be suspended for the rest of the series? Just this series, because okay. it's not fair, because Evan is done Evan is done for the entire playoff. So yeah. why could Shifley come back in the series when Evan is done for the entire playoff? That's not fair. And on top of that, Bob, if you want to protect a lot of people don't like how we police ourselves, what's going to happen? You get two, three games, because obviously he's going to get between two or three games. He's gonna, what, do yeah. gonna happen when, what do you think is going to happen when he gets back? He's going to have to. We he's going to. We already know what's going to happen. So here's the yeah. thing, George. I didn't like the hit. I thought the hit was predatorial. It's not 1980. It's not the 1980s anymore. For me, it's it, it, it's minimum a three-game suspension. I want you to know that. I I yeah. know that uh, Matt Barnaby didn't like the play. Sean Avery. Sean Avery's like, keep your head up, kid. Sean, I thought, I don't know about you, George, but I always thought Sean Avery was a bit of a spot picker himself when he played. I didn't see him really... Uh, that interested in fighting other teams' heavyweights, especially as his career went on, and he got beat up by some middleweights a few times. I was, you know, but I, I don't buy this keep your head up, kid. I think the responsibility uh, the, the responsibility is also on the guy throwing the hit as well. You know what I mean? Listen, I saw Sean Avery's uh, video about how if playoff hockey keep your head up and put it on him. Sean Avery was a nuisance to the NHL while he played, and he still won when he's not playing. It's ridiculous with everything that he said. Like, the, the game has evolved and things have changed. And I agree with you three or two or three games, but the one thing, Bob, is that there's a couple things, though. We know Edmondson's going to fight him 
when Shifley gets back. But it's not just that. The, the, uh, Montreal already said that they're going to make him pay every time they're going to play him. Usually the code, when there's a fight, is done and over with. With Shifley, it's not going to be like that. Every scrum, every time the guys have a chance to give him an extra shot or something, they're going to they, they're gonna go to him. They're going to an extra shot. They're going to hit him. They're going to give it to him the entire time. A fight is not going to be enough because Evans was well-liked in the dressing room. And that is, that's what I was talking to you about, is the fact that by the league not suspending him the rest of the series, you're letting the guys, like, making justice for it. While the league, even though they're going to warn both, both teams not to do anything, it's going to be the responsibility, whatever happens when he gets back, in terms of what the guys are going to do to make him pay. Because I tell you that right now, Bob. The three games or two games, whatever it's going to be, plus a fight against Edmonton, is not going to be enough. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I think, look, we, I, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the men's league team I played, the last one I played on was in 2004. Uh, and, and it was a division. We had an NHL player on our team. He was, he was a younger player at that time, but he was on our team. If you hit one of our guys there, there would be 10 guys on our team in our thirties. That, that guy wouldn't have gotten off the ice, George. Like, you know what I mean? If you, if you sat yeah. there and bl- blew a guy up, like in that situation, I mean, you just know, and, and again, it's, it's a, and I'd actually say that Shifley was a little lucky. I mean, Weber was trying to get at him, but because Evans was down, because Winnipeg basically had six skaters to the four that, that uh, the Canadians had available on the ice, and the officials got involved, I mean, 30 years ago, Shifley would have been held accountable on the ice for the action at that time for throwing uh, that big of a hit. It would have been, an, you know, so I think he gets minimum three games, George. What you say makes sense. Maybe they should spend him for the rest of the series, but the Winnipeg fans would say that's too far. And you don't buy it that Evan should have had his head up. You don't. You, you say there's no, there's uh, also responsibility on the hitter as well. Listen, the thing is, is that more guys would embrace themselves for a hit. Because obviously he saw he saw him coming. It's impossible that you don't see you don't see Shifley coming full speed. But I think in his head what he thought is Shifley was coming full speed to stop him to score. Right. So right. he didn't brace his body thinking that he was gonna get hit because he thought that, you know, when a lot of anything that happens sometimes the guy will just give up on the hit. But Shifley, you see him, his stick is not even in a position to try to stop him to score. His, his stick is not even in the way. He goes to hit him. He just wants to hit him. So, of course, with full speed like this, if you hit a guy, stand still, that is slowly just doing a wrap him around, you got to hit him hard. So that's, that's why when you look at that, you know, Shifley is lucky. And I think when you see his face after the hit, that's when you realize, like, that he did something wrong because yeah. he looked like he was a bit lost and he realized what he's done, but it was too late. George, I talked about Sean Avery at times being a spot picker in his career because he he chirped a lot of guys and tried to get it, but he was a middleweight, cruiserweight. Uh, did, would Mark Shifley have followed through on the hit if that was Josh Anderson on the wraparound? No, there's no way. Of course I agree. not. I agree. There's no way. And, and first of all, you, you know, Anderson would have known. You, if you see a guy coming to do that, he would, he would brace himself and go to him, right? It, yep. it, it's like Jake Evan is young, you know, young into this league, and he's going to learn from it. It's actually his third concussion already, so he's going to learn from it and stuff because he always, even if a guy's coming from behind, as you know, you always have to brace for contact anytime. You can't just assume 
that a guy is going to respect every rule. Because if you do so, sometimes you'll get hurt. You always, you, you know, there's lots of hitting from behind in the NHL during the plays when guys go in the corner. It's just, it's kind of what we call a hit to the limits where the ref is not going to call it because the guy is embracing it. But if they didn't, there's way more guys that would get hurt if they didn't embrace every hit that you're getting. So that's why, like, at any time when you play, and even kids, when kids are playing, you always have to brace for contact. Never assume that the guy is not going to cross the rules because if you assume it, it could be the one time that you get hurt and you can never play hockey again. George, love having you on the show. Thanks for your time, big man. Anytime, brother. You bet. That is George LaRock. Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of the 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. We're going to head to this day in Oilers history. We're into June, into the quiet time. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, you picked up on that, hey? In uh, 2018, I did go digging, and this was about all that's gone on in this day in history. In 2018, the Oilers re-signed AHL defenseman Keegan Lowe to a two-year contract extension. He did captain the Bakersfield Condors for two years, put up 27 points in 123 games. He is, of course, the son of Oilers legend and Hockey Hall of Famer Kevin Lowe. He spent this 2020-2021 campaign on an AHL deal with the San Diego goals and in his first nhl game he fought vincent lecavier twice uh he worked uh, lecavier over a bit the first time and Vinny didn't like it so Vinny jumped him and <laughs> ended up fighting him twice his first nhl game all right there's an old saying in the car business cars cost less than wetaskwin brent ridge ford in wetaskwin is committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers if you currently have a vehicle that you're not using payments or or interest rates that are too high or you might want to sell a vehicle refinance it or trade it in for something different go visit uncle milt rich johnny and the gang brent ridge ford you can call him 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com this texter comes in asking bob you mentioned anton slepishev captain of team russia do the orders still own his uh, rights no they do not he signed a two-year extension last summer at which time the rights uh, had elapsed. I would say to you, I, I believe Slepeshev could play in the NHL as a third-line winger, uh, and I'm led to believe that he was looking for $2 million plus per year to return to North America. Not sure I would do. I think there's something there with Slepeshev. I mean, he's a legitimate player. There's no question about it. Uh, played this season again for Seska uh, in Moscow. Had 12 goals, 26 points in 35 games. Uh, one of the best players in, in that league over the last couple seasons. He had 18 goals and 45 points a year ago in 54 games. Scored some big goals for the Oilers. He had three in the 16-17 playoffs. I can think of two of them. Well, we know it was against San Jose and Anaheim. Um, did he get the... I think he got the second goal against the Sharks in game six. And I know he scored, I think, the sixth goal against Anaheim in the 7-1 game in game number five. And I can't recall what was the other game that he scored. But he had three playoff goals in 12 games. Um, so there you have it. Yeah, thank you to everybody who participated and jumped aboard. And I, I apologize. We, we didn't have a lot of time in the second hour to get all of your texts. We got hundreds of texts, actually over a 1,000 texts on today's show, just on the uh, topic around Mark Shifley, we're still waiting to see what the league is. Uh, uh, 
uh, is going to decide here. Here it comes. Uh, this texter, George, says, new NHL, throw a big hit, you'll have to fight. Throw a big hit that's dirty and the officials will jump in to save you. And Reseto in Nelson, B.C. says, was the Shifley hit harder, uh, Bob, than the hit that you took from George LaRock? From Andresito in Nelson, B.C. Uh, yes, way harder. George let me off the hook. That's all I'm going to tell you. George hit, uh, who's the guy from the Canucks he just destroyed? He used to wear number 38. I can't remember. I forgot this guy's name. Oh, it's going to make me mad. Jeff Cowan. Just destroyed Jeff Cowan. Tomorrow, we'll have Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort Casino. And Jack Michaels, one of my two play-by-play partners. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports Night. What's he got cooking? You're going to hear from uh, the Elks starting quarterback, Trevor Harris, GM and president of baseball ops for the Sylvan Lake Gulls of the WCBL, Akil Samuel, and uh, Cam Moon as well. There you go. Awesome stuff. All right. Up next, uh, global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then 6.30 chat afternoons, Jalen and I, 3 to 6. I'll rejoin you tomorrow. So long, everybody. From Oilers Now, have a terrific Thursday. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.